2: every day.
0: Welcome to the Locked on Thunder podcast weekend edition. I am your gracious and humble host Eric G. This is being recorded on June 22nd and whenever you're listening whether it's today on Friday or any of these other days between now and Monday we just want to thank you so much for making us a part of your listening habits, a part of your weekend and if you like what you hear you can always check it out at lockedonthunder.com where all our podcasts are archived and we've got a lot to talk about. I can say that in a lot of our podcasts a lot to cover in a short amount of time. Yesterday was probably the perfect amount of time for a podcast. Like like that was like the the perfect podcast at least from a time at least from from a, a time standpoint yesterday. Most of them go around 28 minutes, some of them go a little bit longer. I try not to keep you too long, but the great thing about a podcast is you can pause, you can rewind, you can double check me on facts because it's out there and it's not going away because it's on the internet and because of one of our gracious listeners yesterday who's running Sam Presti's burner account. So if you were wondering, does Sam Presti have a burner account? Yes, he does. And he listens to the Locked on Thunder podcast I will correct some things about the Josh Eustace contract situation that I got wrong yesterday and kind of give you an update on where I, think, where I think the Thunder are with him and ultimately what I think happens in that situation. That's segment two. I will tell you up front that Monday's podcast will focus more on the drafts and the three new players that the Thunder picked up last night, although we will touch on the trade just a bit. But today I kind of feel like the owner of McDowell's. Like the first time he pre- he meets Prince Akeem when he comes to the Black Awareness Rally and he goes to the concession stand, you want some of the good stuff. And the good stuff today will be Paul George, Carmelo Anthony, Andre Robertson, and Jeremy Grant. So we're going to cover all that today in segments 1, 2, and 3 here on the Locked on Thunder podcast. If you don't know who I am, maybe this is the first time you're listening because Chuck Cheney told you to follow me on Twitter. And maybe this is the first time you're listening to the Locked on Thunder podcast. My name's Eric G. I did radio in Oklahoma City here for a while. I hosted a lot of Thunder post-games, did an occasional pregame here or there. And I've been a credentialed member of the media for about five years covering the Oklahoma City Thunder. And I absolutely love it. It's I've enjoyed covering the NBA much more so than I ever could have imagined. If you like what you hear... And I always say this every podcast, I would encourage you to go to LockedOnThunder.com where all our podcasts are stored. Also, we've got Sam Presti's full press conference from last night at LockedOnThunder.com. All 31 minutes of it. So if you want to take time out of your weekend to listen to that, go right ahead. And again, you can pause, rewind, do whatever. So that press conference, this podcast, we try and fit into your schedule. So enough of the pomp and circumstance and the fuss and all the feathers And thanks to Chuck Cheney at Thunder Digest for helping me out. Let's get to it. The Oklahoma City Thunder Locked on Thunder podcast. And last night was draft night. The Oklahoma City Thunder do have three new additions. One of them via trade, courtesy of the Brooklyn Nets and the Charlotte Hornets. More on that coming up in segment three. But last night after the draft, Sam Presti met the media. And I was surprised, really surprised at how many questions there were were about the draft and the process and how the Thunder go about picking guys, especially in the second round, and and when you don't have a first-round pick, how much harder it is to judge guys. All that was there. It took a while. It took a long time, and it wasn't until the last half of the press conference that we finally got to some questions about Paul George, about Carmelo Anthony, and Paul George, still very visible on the Thunder radar, as you can imagine, God, it's kind of a stupid thing to say. Of course he's visible on the Thunder radar. But what we learned last night is that there was a surprise party for Paul George for his birthday. It was out in Los Angeles and there were Thunder staffers that were there. We also know that Sam Presti is talking to Paul George, talking to his representatives. And as Sam Presti says, it's an easy decision for them. It's just a matter of it being Paul George's decision now and and why hear this for me like I, I'm talking about all this let's let Sam Presti fill you in on where the Thunder are with Paul George at this very moment
3: Paul uh, and his representation we, we built a, a relationship built on transparency trust and collaboration um, I'm happy to say that that's continued you know during uh the period of time from the season ended to now um which i think speaks a great deal about paul george and just who he is as a guy that like it's just how he operates you know things don't change um and you know we're looking forward to the opportunity to sit down and, and have a more specific conversation with him um you know as we as we get to july um but um you know we're basically the same the same message and we're excited about, you know, where that potentially could go, but we you have to wait until July. What's that? You wanted Fortnite, I guess. No, I don't even. I'm not even trying to be funny. I have no idea. What we're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> but that's a but game, right? These are the younger games. You can yeah, yeah, yeah. Talk to him. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah no. I know. Mean, and, and, and and we and, and, and like I said earlier, like we're we we we've been in touch with him. Like he's been consistent, you know, like he is. Um, you know. Uh, had a surprise birthday party tonight and uh, that's where Tumbleson is actually uh, and a few of our other staff members are out there um, so uh, yeah. yeah so um, yeah he's been he's been great I mean I, we have no complaints in, in that respect but we can't make any he can't make any decisions until our decision is easy yeah uh, <laughs> he can't make any decisions until July Who organized
2: that party, Organize that party.
3: Um, I believe his sister. Yeah, it's definitely his family. Yeah, I do. I believe his sister did. So, uh, yeah.
0: So that gives you kind of a a good idea of how the Thunder are approaching this. And and if you're just you're just and this is strictly conjecture, opinion, outside looking in. And I know we like to say local experts, biggest stories, but the Thunder are a very buttoned up organization. Outside looking in, it feels like Oklahoma City is learning from their mistakes of the past, especially when it came to Kevin Durant, a a guy that wanted to be coddled a hell of a lot more than maybe Sam Presti understood or anybody else in the organization understood. The the Thunder, in a sense with KD, at least just from an outsider's perspective, and when I say outsider, somebody that's not embedded in the organization and it actually works for him, underestimated the love that Kevin Durant wanted to see. And, and, and the Thunder almost, it's almost like they said, all right, the entire time he's here, we've been recruiting him. He knows what what we can offer. How much more of a sales pitch do we need to make this guy? And they fell flat on their face and let Golden State come in with their you know, holding hands in, in Hamptons 5 and and all that other good stuff or Hamptons 4 and, or I guess it would have been 3 at that time, and still Kevin Durant. The Thunder aren't going to let this happen to Paul George. They are not going to let him slip through their fingers. They are going to do everything in their power. Move heaven, move earth, go to surprise parties. If Paul George needs a new fishing pole, it's going to happen. They're going to continue to sell their dream, and they're going to make sure that Paul George knows he's loved and he's wanted here in Oklahoma City. And and it started last year. It didn't start this year. That's the thing we have to remember with Paul George it started last year once he got to Oklahoma City and there was that welcome party out at Jones Assembly where season ticket holders got to come and the media was allowed there and we just got to see the Thunder roll out the red carpet for someone because we've never seen them do that before. The Thunder will continue to, to make this recruiting pitch and I don't know what Paul George's recruiting was like during his senior year or junior year, sophomore year of high school but I can't imagine that anybody in the NBA, be it the Lakers, Golden State, the Spurs, Toronto, whoever, Boston, whoever wants Paul George, Cleveland, is going to make him feel more welcome than Oklahoma City. Now we come to Carmelo Anthony. And, and I, like, oh, I cannot believe I did. I was not fo- How how was I not following Carmelo Anthony on Twitter? My favorite player to ever wear a Thunder uniform. I wasn't following him on on Twitter. And I'll admit, I'm a couple of days late to the party on this one. Which is big time late in our business. But Carmelo Anthony's been tweeting out some very interesting posts. And you can follow me at G-E-E-H-S-O to catch up on all those. Or you can just follow Carmelo Anthony on on Twitter. One of those has a picture of him sitting outside... With a what is it sommelier waiter whoever it is pouring him a glass of wine, and it looks like he's sitting outside a restaurant. I'm really not sure where the picture was taken, but it says to all my critics, "Duck sick." You know exactly what that means. I'm not going into any more detail than that. That's Carmelo Anthony's mindset. Carmelo Anthony, according to Sam Presti and really everyone else has not changed his mind since he let us know exactly what he thought about his role at Oklahoma City and Sam Presti addressed that last night as well in his post-draft media press conference.
3: Yeah, so um, we've had uh, several conversations with uh, his representation uh, and that's pretty normal course. I I wish I could tell you a whole lot has changed since the end of the season. We're, We're we're still in June, and the season doesn't start until October. So, I'll, you know, we'll continue to have the dialogue going forward. I, I can't speak to, to necessarily what uh, what he's going to do with respect to the early termination option, but um, we have been in touch with with him and tried to um, you know provide him with as much information as we can t- so he can make the most informed decision he you know possible. But and his pretty well documented. We have, you know, a lot of balls in the air. Uh, and it's still June. It's not even July. So, um, you know, we'll have, we have to see what it is that, that he chooses to do. And then we'll continue to have conversation from there.
0: Just a plug for the website. That entire press conference, all 31 minutes available at LockedOnThunder.com. Um, this goes back to something I said yesterday. And Carmelo Anthony has to decide by Saturday if he's going to opt in or not. First of all, when I listen to Sam Presty, I get the feeling Carmelo Anthony's going to opt in and he's going to take his $28 million, or at least that's what he ultimately wants to do. Or he's trying to get the Thunder to pay him a portion of that contract and get somebody else to pick up some of it. Maybe it's a 20-8 and deal. I can't imagine it'll be 14-14 and because I don't know anybody that would pay Carmelo Anthony $14 million, but who the hell knows? Maybe somebody just wants some star power and they're willing to 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 pay him that kind of money to come play there for a year and just see what he can do. But as I said yesterday, this is a more fascinating conversation than it is with Kawhi Leonard and the San Antonio Spurs because you've got to convince Carmelo Anthony he's less than what he is. And being the third option on this team versus the second or the first is going to be better for his career in the long run, and it's going to help the team win when all Carmelo Anthony's ever been, from the time he's a tyke to now, is the face of an organization. I don't know how you do that. I don't know how you unwind that. I don't know if you're even friends that you can tell someone you're not what you used to be and them readily accept it. It's a hard thing for an athlete to do because they're always supposed to be more than what people think they are They're never supposed to be less than what the athlete himself thinks he is. So good luck to Sam Presti. Uh, Carmelo Anthony, I I love the fact that he still doesn't care about his haters. I think he needs to say it in a much different way. Don't be so classless when you are saying something like that. When you want to tell someone to to kiss your butt or to F off, there's a better way to say it. And even than what I just did there, you as a professional athlete can, can be much more diplomatic in, in the way you go about handling things. But then again, if you did, we wouldn't have anything to talk about and you wouldn't be as much fun to cover. So Carmelo Anthony probably has something to all of it. This is the Locked on Thunder podcast, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Up next, I will clarify a mistake, big mistake I made on yesterday's podcast about Josh Eustace and his contract. It's all right here on the Locked On Thunder podcast.
2: This is Jake from Locked On. Locked On has teamed up with State Farm to spotlight some of the greatest supporting players in NBA history. After beating the Heat, led by LeBron James and Dwayne Wade in 2011, Dirk Nowitzki won an NBA title and proved himself to be one of the greatest basketball players of all time. Dirk Nowitzki couldn't score the way he did if he didn't have much-needed support from someone like J.J. Barea. Sometimes, you and I need that kind of support, too. Think of State Farm like a pivotal team player. When you need help protecting the things that matter most, remember the jingle and just say, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there.
0: Segment number two now of the Locked on Thunder podcast, and I'd like to thank Sam Presti's burner account for helping me out with this next segment. I I was under the impression, because I just kind of glanced at it yesterday, just double-checking that I thought Josh Eustace was a restricted free agent and the Oklahoma City Thunder were in position to match any contract offer that he might get. As it turns out, Josh Eustace is an unrestricted free agent because the Thunder, one, waited a year to officially sign him to a professional contract, and then they didn't exercise his option. And the max that the Thunder can offer Josh Eustace at this point is $2.2 million, which is just a little bit higher than the $1.47 that he was making this last year. It feels like the Thunder are willing to let Josh Eustace go. And one of the reasons is Billy Donovan never really seemed to trust Josh Eustace. During his time in Oklahoma City, Eustace has only played in 76 games, only played in 69 last year. And even when Andre Robertson got hurt, there, was an, uh, there were open doors for him to get more playing time and it just never panned out and Billy Donovan never seemed really comfortable having him on the floor and I can't think that that's going to change even if Sam Presti rules the roost and wants Josh Eustace and would like to have him here and pay him that 2.2 million dollars and see him get more minutes on the floor it's going to be hard to get Billy Donovan to agree to that, and, and and Billy just to throw somebody out there that, that he just does not want on the floor, and, and and I do believe that there are there are limits to Sam Presti's power. Believe believe it or not, I think there are some limits where Sam Presti will let Billy Donovan dictate who plays, who doesn't play, and, and, and Tim and Alex Sabrinas have have a long way to go. Houston could come back, I don't see it, and I think last night with the drafting of Kevin Hervey. The 6'8 kid out of UTA that's got the 7 foot plus wingspan. Same, He's an inch taller, bigger wingspan, more of a 3 and D guy that the Thunders seem to be looking for. I see Josh Eustace on his way out of Oklahoma City. And good luck to him. He may turn out to be one of those guys that went underdeveloped in Oklahoma City but has success someplace else. Jeremy Grant, you can't say that he was underdeveloped here in Oklahoma City. We know how valuable he is to the Thunder, and we learned really just how good Jeremy Grant can be late in the season. And this is a guy who's got the talent to be a starter, and there's so much good that can come from Jeremy Grant, and he seems to be very well liked by his teammates. He was asked about that last night by Ginny Carlson, or Sam Presti was asked about that last night by Ginny Carlson of the Oklahoma City Thunder. Just where are things with Jeremy Grant?
3: Yeah, I mean, we, we try to stay in touch with all the players, you know, um, you know, throughout the, uh, throughout the offseason. No different. Um, and, you know, that goes from all throughout the organization. You know what I'm saying? Because, uh, so many people in our organization have relationships with the, with the players. um, <clears throat> We'll see where that goes. Um, you, I mean, you're right. There, there's a lot of different things that have to fall into place, and um, it's still, you know, still early to be able to, to predict all that. Um, I think Jeremy understands that like, our, you know, the number one priority is obviously um, you know, with, with Paul, um, but you know, we, we also think very highly of him, and um, we're really proud of the, the improvement he made, uh, but it, it really speaks to how hard he's worked you know he's put a lot of time in and he's become a much better player and um he actually just took a trip uh, uh overseas to South Africa and I, you guys probably see this on like Instagram or something like that I don't know um but uh but he uh, he took a great trip he was he's had a great time mom went with him and uh he's just I think he's enjoying you know enjoying life and uh and also working out so you know we'll see where that goes
2: Okay, thank, thanks, everybody. Thank you, guys. thank you,
0: guys. For as much of a must sign as Paul George is for Oklahoma City, whether you get him or not, you have to bring back Jeremy Grant. And at this point, you've got to bring back Raymond Felton because, A, you still need a backup point guard. And Felton's a veteran, and he's a great, just phenomenal presence in the locker room, a guy with an extremely calming demeanor that that is able to to speak on everybody's level there. So you need to bring him back. And I think he does a really good job running the offense. But you've also got to bring back Jeremy Grant because there's just too much potential for him to get out of this organization. And and that, there's no doubt Sam Presti has that a goal. Has that as a goal. And and as uh, Adrian Wojnarowski Woj was saying last night, the Thunder are zeroing in on Jeremy Grant. You know that they have to be. But that's a guy that we want to see back in uniform. You've got to see him back in uniform. I just I like him too much, and I think if Paul George isn't back, you sign Jeremy Grant, and then maybe you can figure out a way to put him in to that starting five. In fact, I would put him into that starting five if I was Billy Donovan. This is the Locked on Thunder podcast. I am Eric G. We will wrap things up with an update on Andre Robertson, just how quick is he to coming back and being able to go full speed with the Oklahoma City Thunder? Find out next here on the Locked on Thunder podcast.
1: TurboTax experts make all your moves count, getting you every credit and deduction you deserve. They'll file with 100% accuracy and get you your max refund, guaranteed. So, switch to TurboTax. Make your moves. They'll make them count. See guaranteed details at TurboTax.com guarantees. Experts only available with TurboTax Live.
0: The fourth of the big four questions, or actually, this one was probably third on the list. I just went with Jeremy Grant before this but your top four questions last night paul george carmelo anthony and then andre robertson jeremy grant those were the main things that everybody wanted to know randy renner of um well randy renner who uh works for ktok and 1340 the game had this question about Andre Robertson And his update And where he's going to be And that that's essentially what Randy asked And here's what Sam had to say Sam Preston, ladies and gentlemen
3: Yeah, actually, it's so funny He was actually just He was out there uh, shooting free throws Like t- Ten minutes before minutes. he walked <laughs> in here um, So, um, yeah, he's doing good He's in town for a few days um, it you know, it's a long process uh, But I think that He's starting to get to the point where he can ramp it up a little bit. Um, I'm really excited for him uh, to get back on the floor. I think we all know at, at this stage how uh, um, how important he is to the team and um, just what his what his size and length and um, I, I think just his fiber in general. You know what it, what it means to the to the team. So uh, yeah, he's he's progressing. We're not going to push him. You know what I mean. Um, but his long-term prognosis is. Is excellent.
0: The goal is still for Andre Robertson to be back by the beginning of the year, but don't be surprised if for some reason he's not and can't play at the beginning of the year. I just, I think the Thunder, if you listen carefully to what Sam Presti said, yes, they're excited. Yes, Andre Robertson is progressing along, but they're going to be very cautious with him. And as ruthless as an NBA organization can be about throwing guys out on the court a little too early, like a guy like Kawhi Leonard, when maybe a a guy's body still doesn't feel the way that it should, or at least mentally he's not all there, I believe that the Thunder are going to fall into the category of treating this with kid gloves. And if Andre Robertson doesn't feel like he is all the way back by the beginning of the year, or maybe the first few weeks of the year, they will push him along gradually. Eventually there will come a breaking point where Andre will have to get out on the court if for some reason the Thunder feel like he's slow playing it, but it's hard to imagine that that situation is going to come up. Um, just some quick thoughts on the draft. The Thunder did pull off a trade last night uh, late in the evening. And I'm going to butcher this guy's name. But uh, Hamadou Diallo from Kentucky who got to the Oklahoma City Thunder via the Brooklyn Nets and Charlotte Hornets is part of that Holder White Howard situation situation. Interesting, I see that this is a developmental guy. Look, I think everybody that the Thunder got last night is a developmental guy, but we'll get a chance to look at all these guys in Summer League. This this deal cannot be completed until July 6th, so I guess you complete the deal, maybe you rush him out and get him a, an opportunity to play, but if anything, G League team for the Oklahoma City Thunder, unless this kid is just out of this world. Very athletic, very athletic guy, but I, I'm just, again, I, I don't know, like... Past seeing this kid play, and I don't think I ever saw him play at um, at Kentucky, but supposedly, you know, very athletic kid. And I'm not going to sit here and, and, and you know, play fake dra- draft expert for you, but it's just something that's going on in the Thunder world. Hopefully that this kid will pan out. Um, the Michael Bridges thing, I do want to talk about that. Everybody's upset for him because he's not going to get an opportunity to play in Philadelphia, and his mom works for the 76ers. Drafted by the 76ers, shipped to the Sun. I don't feel sorry for him. I don't think it was a good idea to have you as an NBA player, even if you're a teenager or in your early 20s, to have mom there. Part of the growing up process, and I firmly believe this, there's nothing wrong with going back home, but at some point in your life, you've got to move out of your home state or at least out of your hometown and take that growing opportunity to figure out who you are And at least you're going to the desert southwest in a beautiful city of Phoenix. It may be hot, maybe scorching 130 degrees where no human should ever live. But still, it's clean. They do support the Suns. There's a lot to do there. And you're going to be traveling to Los Angeles and New York and Miami. So you'll have plenty of time for nightlife. But when you've grown up in one place your entire life, like he has, Philadelphia and played at Villanova, It's time to get kicked out of the nest. So, no, I don't feel sorry for him or his mom. And I think even mom knows best in this situation for as happy as she was. She's probably ready to see him spread his wings. And, hey, if she wants to, he'll have enough money where she can move out to Phoenix with him. But I think this is nothing but a good thing for him. And uh, kudos. Kudos to the people who made the patch caps last night on... Well, the thunder cap which you can see at G E E H S O, but the Chicago Bulls cap cuz I was really concerned about this cuz all these caps, they've got all these patches and some of them have state flags. The Chicago Bulls cap has the city flag on it with the four stars. It's one of the coolest flags that we've got here in America. Big time kudos to you New Era for doing that versus the Illinois state flag and also the Dallas one putting the Dallas state the the Dallas city flag versus the Texas state flag. Although the Texas state flag pretty cool. Maybe maybe I shouldn't give you kudos for that. Maybe you need to go back and put the Texas State flag because it is cooler. Yeah, as a matter of fact, I'm changing my mind. Put the Texas State flag on there, not the Dallas City flag, because the Texas State flag is much cooler than the Dallas City flag. And finally, Trey Young going to Atlanta. All due respect, Jalen Rose, I disagree with you. Trey Young, you say not much will be expected of him in Atlanta. But he is now the face of that organization. When you look at what Atlanta has, even with the draft last night, he is the number three pick in the draft. For all intents and purposes, much will be expected of him, and I'm not sure Trey Young can handle that. Yes, Atlanta won't get the national pub that 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 other cities get, that other teams get. But I'm not I'm not feeling really good about Trey Young's prospects. I would have much rather him ended up. Where Colin Sexton did in Cleveland, but only if LeBron James was back. I just say right now, I'm not I I'm thinking Trey Young bust. I could be completely wrong on this, and I know it's an unpopular opinion around here. Second half of the season really has me concerned about him. Plus, he's a guy that needs to get a lot bigger, and on defense, he's gonna get used and abused his first years in the NBA. Winners of the draft last night. The teams that got Mo Bamba and Michael Porter. (laughs) So congratulations to the Denver Nuggets and the Orlando Magic. You won the draft last night. That wraps up this episode of the Locked on Thunder podcast. We'll be back Monday to break down more of the Thunder draft. And until Monday, everybody love everybody. Like the great Jackie Dean said. And always peace, love, and thunder up.
2: You are Locked on Thunder. Your daily Oklahoma City Thunder podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network. Your team every day.